If Murray had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> America's first. Blubbity blah. The blubbity blah. Sending out good vibes. Blubbity blah. Good vibes. Blubbity blah. Good vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes. Underneath breaths of deep gratitude and prayers for guidance and protection. And put on a didgeridoo and shamanic drumming track. Shivers or vibrations and stuff like that. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grammar Eric Show. We are going to be talking with Brandon Pundai a little bit later. Uh, I forget what we talked about. I think it was like freedom stuff, right? Yeah, it was freedom and sovereignty and stuff. Yeah, he's 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 always been keeping in touch with me on Instagram after we do these shows with freedom and stuff, and he's given me his two cents, and I've been asking him questions, and because I, I struggle with this, this whole fucking thing, to be honest. So he was kind of... You know, trying to keep me in line a little bit. And then he's like, and I thought I asked him a long time ago, like, well, why don't you come on and talk about it? But then he said later on, he's like, well, maybe I should come on. I said, yeah, sure. Come on and talk about it. And actually, before I forget there, he did send me some notes after we finished recording because we were talking about the Charter of Rights in Canada and stuff. And then I read it out in the show, but um, he, I want to read his thoughts right now before we jump into all our lazy ramblings. And of course, you can skip forward to the interview. There's a timestamp in the uh, show notes and on the podcast player. So he wrote back to me and said, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, so this is the Canadian Charter, guarantees the rights and freedoms set up. So this is the official verbiage. Rights right, and freedoms set out in it. In its subject, okay, let me start again. The Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms guarantees the rights and freedoms set out in it, subject only to such reasonable limits prescribed by law as can be demonstrably justified in a free and democratic society. So he just says it's explaining that the Charter has limitations. I don't think it's a negative like you were thinking. There's a limit to all law. If the charter guarantees your rights, then it's the democrat. Then it's dem- the democratic law. It must be followed by the government, the employees, and the citizens. But I mean, you know, I was I, I think going around after the convoy and stuff, people were pushing back and saying, "Well, it says you know only to such reasonable limits prescribed by law." So I think people were using that as a, and I I, I don't know if I agree with him on this. I, I think there is an out there in a way. And then he says, here's a definition of a person in your tax code. So a person includes an individual, a partnership, a corporation, the estate of a deceased individual, a trust, or any organization such as a society, a union, a club, an association, or a commission. He says it's the same in the, as the United States. When person and individual is lumped with corporation, trust, etc., it's called a eugustum generis which means those words are of the like kind or all the same, meaning commerce. So he says, uh, I'll bet they are putting your property home on the real estate ad volarum commercial tax roll as well. Everyone that lives in a so-called civilized country is being put under administrative law, commercial. So then, you know, he sends other stuff about the the rights and equality rights and legal rights and all, but that's all basically... um, 
normal stuff. The enforcement part is interesting. Anyone whose rights or freedoms, as guaranteed by this charter, have been infringed or denied may apply to a court or of competent jurisdiction to obtain such remedy as the court considers appropriate and just in the circumstances. So I guess that's what people are trying to use during the COVID bullshit. There you have it. There you have it. So how's Sask? It's snowing like a motherfucker here. Is it? Yeah, it's going to high. It's like, it's like uh, high minus five, low minus 12 for the next like five days. Well, yeah, it's, it's going to start snowing this week. Yeah. Yeah. So that's nah, okay. Doing okay. I, uh, I'm getting ready to move now. Yeah, that's good. Congratulations. Weeks. I mean, I got this place for another 10 weeks. So not maybe nine, but so I'm not that big of a rush, but no, no, no. Do you got it till the end of the year? I have this the house I'm in till the end of the year. Oh, this one. I get my new place on December 1st. Oh, it's December. I thought it was November. Yeah. So yeah, you have yeah, it'll come up pretty quick for you, especially after a CAC. We got a CAC coming up in Canada. Oh, yeah. In Canada. I'm busy at work. Yeah, hunting. Hunting. And then that's it. You know, this elk hunting and a bit of duck hunting. I mean, I don't know. These pheasants, dude, I shot a bunch of pheasants, and they're fucking delicious, dude. Really? People were asking me, does he eat those? Does he like them? Like, oh, my God. We just had one for dinner. Really? They're, nice. they're good? Yeah. What does it taste I loved like? Chicken? chicken very much like chicken. Dude, you know, it's like, it's like remember in the day when like the chicken had dark meat and it yeah. was like dark. That's not really a thing anymore. It's kind of like off white meat. It's right. white, okay. off white meat. But yeah. when I was a kid, there was like fucking dark meat. It was brown. And that's now what it's just loaded full of like growth hormones and stuff. To yeah. Just jack it up. So I heard it was tough, but uh, dude, I fucking, so I had a whole pheasant. I plucked it. Which was easy. And I pull out all the real nice feathers first, all the tail feathers. Look how long this tail feather is, bro. Yeah, that's like what, three, two and a half feet long? No, it's probably about eight, eight, 16 inches. Huh. Um, if I can get one shot good, I'm going to get it mounted, mounted flying for my office. Um, anyway, they were, it was delicious. So I threw that motherfucker, I, I, let, I brined it in a bag of, with salt and sugar water for 24 hours and then I fried just fried it quick in a big pan sort of brown it whole bird well not no head you know no head no wings but the drums and all that were on it and dude so I did that for 24 hours I, I fried it quick you know five minutes in the pan flipped it around a few times and then uh, in some ghee and then uh, threw it in the pressure cooker for an hour and it just fucking melted Really? It was fucking spectacular. Wow. Yeah. For you? I'm not sure a family of four. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, not bad. I got four so far. So if I could get another, you know, I'd like to get another five or six, seven, eight of those. The ducks are delicious too, though. So, you know, the ducks are good and fatty now. I got a big fat. Dude, if I wouldn't have, so I shot the wing to shit. Otherwise, this mallard I shot on Saturday, I would have got it mounted. So what do you mean by a good shot? So what would you need to do to do a good shot? Like hit it. The wing snappy shot to shit for sure. So you you had a a shot in the back that wasn't bad. Ideally, you want like one pellet to the head, I think. You know, or a couple pellets to the head and that takes it. Destroy the head. I mean, isn't the head a big part of a stuffed bird? It's pretty small, you know. 
I think I showed you one before. If you if you pull apart, they're just little tiny little things. So if you got one, you barely notice. Right. You got a couple. If he's full of holes, and I think what happens is because I think he like skins the fucking thing and puts it over a fake body. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know the process of doing a bird. I don't know the process of doing a large game. But when I went to the taxidermy shop to get the tan for doing the my velvet antlers because you have to inject them with that tanning shit, whatever it is, some sort of weird solution. And uh, it's all fucking, so all those things are like the fur tanned and wrapped on a plastic head. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure, I bet you they can fix it up too, right? They can fix wounds and stuff and make it look all perfect. Well, where, yeah. when did we- when did we talk about your experience about the pheasants? Was that on a different show or was that, we should talk about it now because people like your hunting stories on here now. I think we did already because people were asking me about it. Not on this show though. Oh, sure it was on. What? Which show would it be on if not this show? Uh, it was last week's right. show. Or the week before. No, no, it wasn't. It just happened to you before like... Well, I didn't get the pheasants last weekend. No, it wasn't on this show. It was on. It was on an intro. Maybe it was the intro for Outlawed, or it was on. It was on this no. show for sure. No, it wasn't. I was trying to get them and hadn't got one yet, but I just got a bunch this weekend. No, no, I want to. I want you to tell a story about coming up on the, you know, coming up on the people in the bush. On what people? The pheasant people. Oh, the pheasant release people. Yeah, yeah. And we got yeah, to yeah. we haven't told that story yet on here. Oh no, that was just on Friday when we were we were driving yeah, yeah. around. Whoa. We were chasing a pheasant around in the bush. And then we were right. leaving and there's some white truck there. And uh we were driving by and he waved us over. And he's like, What are you guys uh hunting for? <laughs> Did you think it was like and didn't you think it was the what do you call the parks and rec people or whatever? The the wildlife, the game. When we were down the road, we thought it might be the game wardens. The game wardens, yeah. And then but it was yeah. a, he's like, well, it's your lucky day, boys. We just released a half a dozen pheasants in those bushes. So <laughs> and he actually uh, pointed to the bushes. Yeah, and he's like, you can't shoot them until we leave, though. So then he left, and uh, we went in the bushes and shot a few. And then I, don't, the next, I just don't understand how they're still there. Like, wouldn't they? The truck, well, they, truck boys, to, you guys like, walk we, in, and we had to chase them down. You hear them, but they're big birds, so you can hear them like scurrying around in the underbrush. So you just like. Run around and wait till you. It's so thick, though, dude. It's so thick. Like after you shoot and trying to get them out is a real chore. Oh, really? the underbrush is thick. Yeah, you got but a all the ones you got a machete with you. Or? No, just gotta crawl in, and you get cut to shit. Why don't you get to bring a machete? It's like you'd be cutting down trees. I guess. I mean, that's a lot of destruction for some meat. Well, so 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 these pheasants have been in the wild like literally like thirteen minutes. No, minutes. Yeah, the ones we got uh, on Saturday though, we got four on Saturday. Because you taste the freedom, all, boom. Those are all flyers, so I guess they've been in the wild for at least a season. Flyers, what? Yeah, they don't really fly for the first few weeks when they get released. Well, the, well how did you know? Well, what? I don't understand it. So they release them and then they come. They bring them back. Like, how? What do you mean they've been? Release oh, just live in the wild. There's a bunch of there's a huge population of wild pheasants in southern Alberta because of the releases. Yeah, 
I know, but these were fresh released. So then they the Friday cannot... ones were, but not the Saturday ones. Right, right. So yeah, I know Friday ones. So the Friday ones were so these poor things got released to the wild for the first time in their lives and they just got fucking mowed down right away. Like they had like a literal taste of some fresh air and they're like excited about they're probably terrified. No, they're probably terrified. <laughs> Rightfully so. And then so did you talk to this guy about his program or like what no. where did you find out about all that? Find out about what? Don't they release like 25,000 a year or something? Well, that's all on the website. Yeah, there's a bunch of release sites all over the thing. Yeah, no, I didn't talk to Buddy. That's just part of the Alberta Pheasant Release Program. So all the so you guys buy hunting tags and that pays for this release program? Like it seems to me like it's a bit of a bit of an op or a bit of a uh, what's what did we use? What's the word we used before? People have been hunting pheasants for a thousand years, dude. It's a long time, but you, dude, you, you, what do you think? That, like, what do you think? Dollars to, to release pheasants, oh, the hunting grow and itself. it's not your tax dollars. Well, the, you don't, I don't think that the things cover the, the program There's a tax on every single outdoor item sold in Canada. That goes, well, yeah, that's more taxes. Oh no! Outdoor items have an extra excise tax. But I know <laughs> still that's what pays for the national parks. That's what's paying for your park programs. That's what's paying for your wildlife officers that going around doing off of that. It's all paid for by those by the hunting program. It's self sufficient. It's but not who's, who's decided that like that's the the right thing to do. Like grow all these pheasants in an arena and then drive them out all over the place to these small sites and release them six at a time. And there's thousands of them. And this I is their job. This is their people. This people's job. They just go out and release these pheasants. And I doubt it's their whole job. I mean, it's like a little side gig, probably. Huh? I can't see it being a full time job. Like the Uber, the pheasant Uber. Yeah, they're from Asia. The pheasant. Yeah. So how does that not like mess up our wildlife? Like I just don't understand how the how people do analysis that that's the right thing to do. Like, oh, we're just going to release thousands of Asian pheasants into Alberta for hunters, for people to just kill them. Yeah, I don't know. You should do some research. Is there research. another reason why they release them? I don't know. You should do some research. Well, I'm asking you. You're the, you're the knowledge. I'm not doing any fucking research. I'm you, just... You told me about all this stuff. You did the research already. You, you, I just find that, like, it's it's a racket. Probably. Life's a racket, dude. What do you think fucking this is? What do you think it's all about? It's about finding a racket and fucking racking it up. Or you're actively a part of somebody else's racket. Do you think the tags cover the cost of, of that program? Right, they do. You think so? I mean, really? the tags are probably bringing in, just on pheasant tags, you're probably looking at, you probably saw 50,000, somewhere between 30 and 50,000 pheasant tags a year at $25 a piece. Plus a portion of the upline license, which is another forty bucks times is probably eighty thousand upline licenses sold. What's that? What's an upline license? That's to hunt all the other birds. Oh, okay. So yeah, dude, you're talking about fucking millions and millions and millions wow. of dollars. Wow, interesting. So that goes see, I kinda like that idea. I mean, people's tags and like, you know, as long as the tags kind of cover the program and we're not paying through the through taxes. Your taxes are definitely not paying for anything in the hunting realm. What about the bears? Are they going to bring out the bear hunt, do you think, after this year? 
Here? I doubt it. You don't think so? Grizzly bears? Yeah, it sounded like there was some progress made there. There's not a lot of bears. Grizzly bears in Alberta. It's BC. It has a shit ton of them. Oh, okay. BC, you were hunting them recently. I don't think you've been able to hunt grizzly bears in Alberta for a while. Oh, okay. I mean, maybe there's more of them now, but like they're pretty hard to find in Alberta. You know, like to see, it's not like you're seeing them all the time. Mind you, I don't see them all the time in BC either. I've been seeing more recently than I've ever seen before. But uh, yeah, you got to hunt them. You definitely got to hunt the bears. Otherwise, you're going to have an awful lot of fucking bears running around. Like they do, apparently. Yeah, well, I mean, it's been a while since someone, I mean, it's a few people every year get eaten. Yeah. What are you going to do? BC, they're like roaming around towns now. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah. I wouldn't want to run into a bear. So, um, speaking of bears in BC, we're going to be driving through the Rockies soon, aren't we? With a group of cool people. Three weeks. Is it three weeks? Three weeks? Uh, Less than three weeks. Three weeks. Two weeks? Is it two weeks? Two and a half weeks, I guess, yeah. Two weeks from this week. Two weeks from Thursday. Yeah. Oof, not a lot of time, guys. Better get, there's a few spots left. Get a ticket. We're going to have a time going through the Rockies. I'm going to bring out, because the property is uh, out in the middle of nowhere there. So I'm gonna bring the skeet shooter. The property where we're where we're staying, or yeah, really, yeah. yeah. Or even if uh, we're going out in the middle in the middle of nowhere to the Lucier Hot Springs too. So I am gonna throw uh, the four tens into the truck. I got three of them and the skeet shooter, so we can go shoot some skeets. And uh, maybe some other guns, too. We'll see. We'll do some shooting. Now we'll do some shooting. We'll eat some elk. Maybe one night we can eat a bunch of ducks. See, you guys tell me what you want to do. Uh, I think Oliver's going to come. I'm going to get Oliver to come and do the cooking. And we're, and we're doing it with, with uh, Brandon Powell again, one of the best Wim Hof trainers out there. Brandon Powell. We got Antony coming from England. And uh, we're going to have a bunch of wild meat. I mean, if you don't want wild meat, if you're coming, we better send out an email soon. If you don't want wild meat and you're coming, you better let us know uh, because it's going to be sort of an all-wild meat buffet. The, so far, the consensus is to bring the head. And uh, a lot of calling you a fake Viking. <laughs> so, I mean, it's no wonder we didn't find any Viking DNA in you. I th- we did. There's 5%. Well, too bad there wasn't 10. If there was 10, maybe you could handle the head. But you might have to handle it anyway. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I might get myself into trouble hauling a decapitated elk head back and forth across the country over state lines, uh, provincial lines, but same thing. Most of our listeners are in the U.S., so we'll call it state lines because you the B.C. rules are a little different, but fuck them. I don't mind. We'll just, you know, who cares? We'll throw it right on the top. So we're going to do like cold plunging in the, in the river, hopefully. And, and, uh, real, like real hot springs, like natural hot springs. Yeah. Lucier hot springs. Are you bringing the, are you bringing the Barbie? Barbie. The Barbie mobile? No. No. What are you bringing? (laughs) I don't know yet. I think, cause I don't, we might not, I don't know if we're going to get a, I, we got to send a, we'll get the email out and figure out because we might have a van. We might not. We might have between my truck and your thing and Paul's thing. We might be all right, but we'll see. Well, we should get a van, I guess. 
Yeah. Yeah, we'll probably get a van. Yeah. Or at least a big SUV or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Comfy SUV. You're not bringing the Barbie mobile? I don't know, man. My car, I'm trying to get my car. My car's still not fixed either. And I need to sell it. Like I'm just hurting all around. You can't bring the car out at that time of year, dude. It's fucking blizzard here, right? What do you now. mean, dude? It's got four wheel drive. It's awesome in the snow. It is not awesome in the snow. Yeah, it is. It's okay in a little bit of snow in the city. It's not okay out in the mountains. Where we're going, we're, we're going like we're going four. What we're going four by? No, we're going four by. But I mean, it's. I mean, if you brought the Barbie mobile, at least we could throw three people in it. The, the the little fucking tuna car you got is like one person tops and even that's not comfortable one small person and, the, and my car's got four yeah. seats oh my god it does the back seat does not count the fucking passenger seat barely counts <laughs> you know, well you're so used to driving in these trucks like you just any car to you is probably like a sardine can yeah they're all kind of small they're low but the bigger cars aren't so bad There's so yeah small. Join us. It's gonna be a fun meetup. It's gonna be drive through the Rockies, whether it's snow capped mountains. Yeah. It's gonna be an epic meetup. It's in our backyard. You know, we know our way around. We'll show you some cool spots. Maybe take you out to some spots you never seen before. Some spots off the beaten path. Take you for lunch and bath. All these sort of take you to a couple great national parks. Teach you the Wim Hof method. Throw you in some hot springs. And feed you full of wild meat all weekend. I mean, it's a very informal one. It's a very informal one. It's going to be like a hangout, like a like the old school contact at the cabin in a way, except for we're going to have the Wim Hof stuff and a little more organized than that. But you know, there's not a lot of formal stuff. It's just we're going to be hanging out for the weekend. I got ten bottles of those quarter gram microdose bottles or those <laughs> kick around and bring out. Just throw in a big <laughs> jar if people want to dig into that. So party on, Wayne. I won't be partaking you know, uh, myself. I'm going to bring the family out for this one. So we'll have the miss and all the kids uh, tagging along, checking it out. They'll probably spend quite a bit of time over at the, we're getting a place in Panor- Panorama, I think it's called. That might be what it's called. It's like a little resort about 15 minutes away. So, so that they can time out for some of it while we're over there having a time. Um, it's too bad weeks he wasn't coming up because I left my fucking guitar in Montana. But uh, the bros won't be there to play it anyway. But I'm sure someone else will be bringing some musical instruments. There's a bunch of people from the chants coming. Looks like Ollie's going to make it up to do the cooking for us. Like I say, it's going to be all wild meat. So come on down, guys. Get a ticket. Contact at thecabin.com, motherfuckers. If you can, when you can. Value for value show, too. While you're there, support the show. America.ca slash support. I mean, I don't know what it is, but no one wants to support the show anymore. It's literally at an all-time low. Subscriptions get canceled. I don't know if you guys know. Maybe you change your credit card. I don't know what happens. PayPal is just a dick sometimes. But uh, double-check your subscription. Sign up if you can, even if it's for a buck a month. It helps. Uh, the audiobook podcast is out there. It's got 100 books in it, guys. Three for free every month, rotating. And uh, uh, like a one to two and a half hours of every other one in there. You can preview the first few chapters, see if it fits you. Then you can decide if you want to sign up for the premium and get all those books for free or just buy them. Uh, any place you get audiobooks, you can get our audiobooks now. We're not just on Audible. We're everywhere and on that podcast. So that's adultbrain.ca and our other podcast. 
America Outlawed, where we do great roundups and uh, we do spicy ones now too. You can even get some spicy ones for free where we talk about uh, the jibbity jabs and stuff like that. So check all that out, guys. GoAmericaOutlawed.ca. Like I say, it's a bunch of free podcasts. It's still free. It's not all money over there. You can go listen to Gramerica Outlawed for free. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of it for free. Yeah. And uh, also, we got big news that we talked about. I think we brought it out last week, but it's already been a week. The Eclipse. Yeah. The Eclipse Festival. Contact. No, the Eclipse at the Canyon. Eclipse at the Canyon. I have an update. Oh, the website is updated, right? It should be. Yeah. Yeah, because yep. Andre updated it. Great. So go to contactatthecabin.com. There's a, there should be a tab for Eclipse at the Canyon there as well. Um, but you can also go to Eventbrite and find it through Eventbrite. There's a discount for the first 100 tickets sold. So there's probably going to be, what, three or 400 people going, I guess, Darren? Or, um, yeah, there's going to be three or 400 people going. And the first 100, all the VIP ones, I think, are gone. Right in the right in the path of totality, like the path of totality, and um, Dave Matheson's going to be speaking there. Ben from Uncharted X, Russ Allen from the Brothers of the Serpent, Fifty Dollar Dynasty, the band, and a couple other bands. It's going to be fantastic. There you have it, guys. And no bio, no bio for Brandon Poondi, but it's a great chat. We think you guys will like it. We've done some great chats on Outlaw that we know you like lately. Like I say, check out that show. If you like this show, support it. We could use it. Other than that, love you guys. Actually, no, not here. That's not here. That's at the end of the show. Just enjoy the chat. Round of a die. Brandon, thanks for uh, thanks for coming to Grand America. How you doing? Good, man. Good. This will be good. interesting. I want to make you know. Every once in a while, it's nice to have an episode where somebody's not selling something or they're not out there like online marketing something. But you've been you've been for a couple of years now. You kind of been helping me understand this whole freedom thing a little bit, freedom and sovereignty. You know, you listen to some of our episodes with some of our past guests on freedom. And yep. you've been very helpful to me. We've been kind of going back and forth. And then finally, I thought I had asked you a long time ago. I mean, maybe I did. I didn't read. I didn't yeah. reread all my text to you, but I thought I asked you a long time ago. But then you you finally said, well, hey, why don't I uh, why don't I come on the show and talk about it? So I thought, well, let's do that. We'll have a unique episode where you, you know, talk to somebody that's been through the journey that's kind of helping others, but you're not out there like selling a, a training yeah. platform or anything. So. <laughs> Man, there's a lot of that going on. Holy cow. 
And I, I actually got sucked into that a little bit. The, there's a secured party creditor process out there that basically making like indemnity bonds to it's I don't know. It's crazy. There's like parts of all of this stuff that there's truth to it. So you can like, I don't know, you could read laws and you could read different things that will kind of make you feel like it's that you're on the right path. And I think that's how people just get sucked in, you know, and kind of end up going down the wrong path or going into these guru guys and all that. And it just, man, I, I, I basically looked into every aspect of it and then it really boils down to what you can read in the black and white written law (laughs) and understanding what words mean, you know, like the definitions of the words that it just a, a perfect example. And you might've even heard about like person can mean like uh, a man or a woman. It can mean actually a business and people don't even get that. Like a, the tax code, you know, it gives a definition under income tax of, of person, uh, individual corporation, a trust. And then when you when you understand law, whenever those words are all bundled together, they're of like kind. So person and individual is actually like a business owner, not a man or a woman that just has a job. So just those simple things of like understanding definitions can, you know, you you understand them the wrong way or in everyday life, it's totally different in law or you may read it and see those words and then you're totally confused. Like, Oh, individual, that's me. You know, like we all think that I think everybody thinks that or really anything statute constitution, all of it. And that's where that American national kind of thing. um, That's where it like gets people mixed up, you know? You mentioned uh, you went through like five different, so you were searching, like you've been researching this for a while. Like you went down like five <laughs> different sort of paths, five yep. different ways, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that secured party was one, which actually that dabbles in a little bit of law. It's like using the administrative processes, but you're doing like, you're in a way you're like pooling your citizenship which is where you have protection like in the courts. So if you take yourself out of that, how do you get anything done? You know, there's people talking about contracts and you can send through registered mail. You can send these like, uh, what did they call them? An affidavit? No, or no. And cause the affidavit is like a statement of truth. And that's something that can like help you along the way, but that would just be for like record in a court. You know, you could use that as record, but you can do affidavits. You can, you could send them to people and maybe you can get something done with that or like a notice, notice of liability kind of thing. And if you're doing those kind of things uh, and you're basically like, uh, what do I want to say? 
you're doing those things and you are, man, I'm, I'm like brain fading right now. That's okay. Yeah. Take your time. Let me see. I actually did write notes down and stuff. Dude, just not doing this. It's like, oh, it's kind of nerve wracking in a way. <laughs> well, this has been a confusing topic for me. Like, cause I'm, I've been Dude. so brainwashed and ingrained into like thinking about the way we grew up with, you, you just have everything. You think everything is so stuck in this infrastructure that we have. And it's hard to imagine us as being like free from the state, you know, free from. Yeah. Can't even imagine how, how it happens. Right. So it's, it's hard to even. Well, that go along with some of these things. So that's like your citizenship kind of, I don't know how Canada is set up. I'm sure like, as far as I know, like every country you obtain your natural rights, basically. They're called substantive rights in in law. So you you obtain those basically no matter what. And you're at this point, I would say most of us are getting pushed under like an administrative process, which is like if you're looking at law itself, your constitution is the top tier. And then you have like your legislative and then administrative and then case law and administrative is like i mean it's what you think about it like getting a business license and dealing with commerce and we kind of got shuffled into that and that's where like mandates fall into place and uh ordinances like all of that applies to their business so it's like no different really than say you got you work for Walmart or McDonald's or something and they have policies and you have to follow those policies. It's like it's the same thing. So essentially that's what we're all getting confused. You hear mandate this or resolution or ordinance and you have to follow it and it's all just for the inhabitants or employees or people in contract with the municipality or what do you guys have Providence province? Yeah. Yeah. So province like that. Yep. So that's what we're basically all getting shuffled into. It's like traffic, any kind of traffic stuff. Um, really almost everything. It's crazy. Any like, so say, all right, here's a good example of, so say the mass thing. If, um, Somebody in a store is telling you you have to wear a mask. It's basically, it's like a medical intervention. They're telling you, or if, if you had to have a vaccine card. I mean, that's, think about it as discrimination for one. Like you can't come into a public accommodation without those things. And it's, oh boy, you could list, depending on where you are, you have to look up the statute, but there's laws against all of that. You think about health information, you can't just go get somebody's health information. So it falls under those protections, you could say. So I think the problem with our constitution is there's a caveat, I think, at the beginning of it. Isn't there, Darren? Or there's like there's some fucking get out of get out of jail for the so it talks about our rights and freedoms and all that, but then there's like you know, if, unless, or an if clause in there somewhere. Yeah. You know, unless there's an emergency kind of thing, you know? 
you got to really it, it you got to really dig into it though like almost like word for word so those specific areas that talk about your protections it's really about understanding what those words mean and that's where i was confused with our constitution because there was so much stuff going around about the u.s citizen is like such a bad thing and then here that's the way you have the protection is <laughs> by being a u.s citizen and if you're doing like you want to be an american national you're you're taking yourself outside of that so then you have no protection you can't do anything in a court you're i mean there's actually even things there's a united states code I don't I don't remember which one it is, but there's a code that says the American national still has allegiance to the state, which is the United States. So it's like you're still uh, liable. <laughs> so people think, oh, I'm going to do this American national thing. And you're still you still have liability. So wh- there's no point to it whatsoever. Like people think and like people are being told. And all the, the the trust thing and all that. Oh, there's like no proof in it. So I did that. I did like the little credit card. I don't know if you guys saw that. Like there's uh little procedures you can do to try to get credit card debt written off and all that kind of stuff. And there is some truth to this. I, did, I haven't looked up the securities, but I looked up bonds under... Each thing, so like driver's license, social security cards, registrations, any interaction you have with the the government in any way, there's numbers on it. And I looked up under the U.S. Treasury, like the bonds for each thing, and it was they were issued. So they issued bonds. Supposedly, those bonds are securitized and put on a market. So I even looked those up, and just from what I understand of securities law that's securities fraud because those things are putting my name and everybody's name who lives here and you're not allowed to do that under law you do that when you're born like when you do the, your birth certificate kind of thing anything you do with them so birth certificate if you look on all of anything like that your driver's license if you have some sort of social security card i have vehicle registrations everything Everything has numbers on it, and, you, and I was able to look those up, and they're there, and supposedly those are securitized and put on a market, and they're they just have accrued since they were come into play. And there's those? so is that what people are trying to say that they have access to that? Well, yeah, they're trying to, and it's like, how do you have access? You have, yeah, they're in your name, so technically you could go try to figure it out. And (laughs) so the guy Alphonse that I was telling you to like, you should really have him on because he's talked to some people from Canada. So he kind of knows and he knows this like the law really, really well. He talks pretty plainly, so it's easy to understand. But he taught they like him and another guy called Big Sib. uh, They have telegram groups. But they taught they have like all kind of files in there that you can listen to conversations that they have and stuff like that. And um man, they talk about that. 
those those securities and they they actually think that they're fraudulent that they they think that that um they don't exist and i i've never talked to those guys to like be like dude they actually do and that's kind of crazy but they bag on all that like the trust thing which i think it exists but there's you can't prove it in any way there's no way to prove it you could prove that have anything to do with like the capital name and the corporation like the names yeah. on the birth certificate, so it's like your corporation. So are all those assets going into the Brandon Pundai Corporation? Yeah, but it's that whole capital name thing's completely like ass backwards. You know, it doesn't mean anything really because it doesn't play anything. You go into court, and if you know the law and the procedure, you're not. Uh, that means nothing. You can go in there and say you're not going to cross the line. All that is just, <laughs> it's total nonsense. Honestly, there, there might be somewhere you like some of the national guys could figure out, but to get like an article three court, what you do by fi- just by filing a motion in a court, it becomes a judicial court. So you go out of that administrative court, which pretty much everybody's being tied into the only way say you're not is if somebody brings a claim against you, which is like how it's really supposed to be. So if I harm you in some way, then you can bring a claim against me, which you can do. That's when it becomes a judicial court, but everything else falls under administrative. So, but the the whole capital letter, all of it is just, I don't, I, I really wonder sometimes like where it comes from, <laughs> like, where did that come from? You know, was it, uh, I think it was like planted there to be honest with you, that yeah. information. Yeah. That's what I think Rob was saying at the beginning of the show. He was kind of saying his problem with this is it all comes from the MSM. So I, I, I took that as kind of like saying that this, all these movements come from some yeah, some sort of limited hangout or something. You know? And this, the shit is everywhere now. It's insane. Like in Instagram, there's stuff all over the place. It's I was just like, wow. People saying they can pay off debts and oh man. Well, getting, it, back to, getting back to the court thing, what did you mean about registering privately through the courts? Like there was you you sent me a, a message one day about registering private privately through the courts. Is that that's where that's exactly why I stopped with my outline because I started to really dig in and that was like the whole private trust and all that is just, it's the same thing. You think about what I just said about just the IRS code and the and the trust is under their code. So how the hell can you be private if you register a trust with the government and with banks? So how can it be private? when you register it, you know, and then whenever it falls under the IRS code, how would you have protection from say taxation? It's not, I don't know of any way. And that that's going around everywhere. The private trust and being a private banker and all that shit with like, uh, what are the life insurance? (laughs) It's, it's just all, I think it's just, maybe these people are just making money at it by doing like seminars or you pay the monthly fee and you learn about it and then it really gets you nowhere. 
And like I was saying before about those people trying to pay off like credit cards and buy cars with these 1099 forms. That's like a big thing here and buy a house. It Something may happen if you find like a car dealer or maybe a home builder that's dumb enough to like sign for that and like put the paperwork through, but it end up being securities fraud. It's like black and white. You can read. And if you have any kind of, kind of common sense, you can read it in the law that says it will be securities fraud. Cause I have read those couple little things. I don't like dive super crazy. Cause I don't have, you know, I'm looking into income tax of not doing that, but it's like a big, it's like you get stuffed in a corner because you basically have to convince if you work for somebody, you have to convince your employer not to withdraw. Because the minute you fill out any kind of form and you put your signature on that form, no matter what it is at the IRS, you're, you have an obligation to tax. In Canada, it's illegal to not pay. Like, so in Canada, you get your, you get, Tax before you get your paycheck. So your employee, your employers actually paying yeah, taxes for you. And it's illegal for them not to pay those taxes. Right. Well, they say the same thing here. But then when you look in the IRS code, you cannot find I've looked up and down, you can't find anywhere that a man or woman must pay income tax. So the way the way it's sort of framed in Canada and in in U.S., as near as I can tell, and I, I seem to, you know, I'm obviously more immersed in the Canadian system, but I do know a bunch of dudes down in the States, too. And it seems like once you get into being a small a business owner, especially a small business owner, the smaller the better, you know, like one, two, three people. Yeah. That's sort of when you get into the territory of taxes, you know, being somewhat voluntary you know you're sort of right in that fly under the radar mode and yeah you know nobody's really fucking paying attention nobody gives a fuck you're not an incorporation you haven't incorporated you know you're barely a registered business yeah well even still here basically what businesses are doing here is making themselves what's called the withholding agent which is (laughs) basically um, kind of falls under their territory. So, which is completely wrong. Like if you actually read what the withholding agent is, it's not supposed to be just a private business. It's more or less like a government business. So like, you know, the the military, (laughs) so the army or the Navy, anything municipality, state government, like, you know, the governor's office or state employees, anybody like that is supposed to fall under those or anybody in contract with them, not a private business. Like I work for a pool builder and it's not, I'm not supposed to be getting tax out of his business. He's actually supposed to not be like he, the owner should be able to take money home and not be taxed. But for business privilege, yes, he should be taxed and he should like have to follow uh, 
uh, what do you call it? Like code enforcement for like the building and you get permits if you want to put up like a little structure or whatever it is. But for your home and your dwelling and for property, you have a right to all of that here. That's where I don't know with Canada. I do. I really don't. I feel like it's the same there. I feel like it's the same in every country. Because I've heard of people in other countries that follow like the Alphonse group and they've gotten, they've had to go to court. Like you have to learn the procedures and you have to learn what court is all about. And it's really, I mean, I would say it's difficult, but like once you really dig into it, it's not that insane. Not that I've like been in and out of courts by any means, but I can read and understand it's something you can actually read it's tangible you can read it you can read definition you can understand what it says and that's what why i ended up going like ended up in that route basically it's like then you know it's not bullshit you know because all that other stuff it's like you'll get little bits and pieces you know the american national thing which that's something and there there's a whole nother thing to the birth certificate and everything which is like <laughs> well, it's you, rome and oh man can, it's can you describe the american national thing for people that don't know i don't even know i'm not sure what it even means exactly well so so it's basically like or well, state national or american national it's basically like uh you're you're born a u.s citizen and a member of the state which where you were born so whenever you're born here and that's what people are saying is the national, the state national union state citizen. There's like a couple of different names for it that people gave it. And it's like basically another citizenship. You're kind of putting yourself outside of, they think you're putting yourself outside of the United States jurisdiction. So out, basically outside of the government's jurisdictions completely at least the United States code I've read, it's false because you still have allegiance to that and to being a citizen. <laughs> so you still have to follow the same laws, which if you're outside of administrative law, there's not many laws, to be honest with you. It's basically don't harm another man or woman and you're OK in any way, whether it's whatever theft hurting somebody whatever whatever the case is that's the only way you're supposed to be in court for any reason or getting any kind of ticket or fine or any trouble whatsoever what do you think about uh these people that say recently i was like if you have 150 people you can start your own kind of thing outside the system or there's also like the kevin and that uh freedom thing where I think he was talking about 12 people can create their own. What did he call it? Darren? Their own, uh, uh, <laughs> I forget what it was now. Yeah, yeah. Their, own, their own sense. We're going to do what? Yeah. Well, I mean, you could really think about it. You could do whatever you want, <laughs> you know, anything like that, but what's it going to do for you? But there's you know? no, like, there's no, like, there's no, number limit or like the amount of people that you have that you can create your own sort of sovereign state within there or something. There's nothing. No, the only, the actually something that it, it's funny. 
there's like a private membership thing, which I think is true. You know, like the private trust thing. Maybe you can do something like that, but all that's going to be is a contract. So it might be like a contract with you and your, if you got family members, it's kind of like a contract or an agreement, which it's, it states in the constitution here that the government can't get involved with any contract unless you allow them. So I think a trust kind of falls under that kind of thing, but it goes into like the private thing. I actually had a buddy who wanted to put a mini golf course at his place. And he went in and was asking you asking the municipality about it. And the guy's like, nah, you're not coded for that and all that kind of bullshit. Like basically, no, you can't do it. And my buddy remembered when he was a kid hearing about, oh, I'll just make it like a private membership thing. And the guy like whispered to him and said, Yeah, you can do that, and we can't do anything about it. Oh wow. And I was like, and I've I've heard of people doing that, like there's something about it though. Like when you're on a property tax roll, if you have your property and you're doing something with your property, but you're on a tax roll, you're putting yourself like on a, that's a commercial tax roll here in the States. It's called an ad valorem tax roll. And you're putting yourself, they put you under real estate, which is commercial. So your home is not supposed to be under that at all. And every everybody's home property here is under that. So then that's how you get forced into getting permits and following the rules. Like you can't put a mini golf course on your place if you want it. So then imagine you get yourself off that property tax roll. I mean, they're never allowed to step foot on your property. I mean, a warrant, then they could if... Hey, somebody's claiming you harmed them or did something crazy and they have evidence, then yes, they could get a warrant and come on your property, but that's it. Otherwise, they have no business being there. So that kind of can go into like what you're talking about with, you know, you could have a little compound or something with if the, you want. Republic of Kanata. That was his yeah. uh, yeah. thing. Yeah, but it's, I well, mean, good if you expect that they're just going to be like, oh, well, you know, well, we, we don't have home, jurisdiction man. over you. So we're just going to see ya. We're just going to go home. I mean, they're just going to fucking eradicate you. I'll tell yeah. you, yeah. in Canada who think that the system doesn't have jurisdiction over them and it ain't going great for them. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, they need to be like looking at the laws, black and right, white written law to see what protects you from shit from jabs from your rights being violated. Cause I guarantee you have rights there. You have civil rights. It's like totally, it, but we also got like the Alberta four that have been locked up for like what? Fucking yeah. We have a corrupted days straight now without a trial or, you know, it's just like, it all sounds good, but if you fucking rub them the wrong way for long enough, yeah. knock you up and throw away the fucking key because they got bigger guns than you, you know? Yep. There's yeah, no we've doubt. got corrupted courts too. They're captured here. I mean, it, the whole convoy thing was a joke. The, you know, the, yeah. anything that happens with the government is a joke. They just get away with whatever the fuck they want. Meanwhile, like Darren was saying, these four guys are arrested. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's really... But- 
that's what's so disheartening when you say, oh, just, you know, we need to know the law, but it doesn't matter if you're on the, you know, if, uh, yeah. if the system is corrupted so bad. But so I, I was thinking the same thing, right? Cause I was just like, that's why I was going that other direction at first to thinking about the national thing. Because, all right, man, I'll just be outside of the system, but you could still live and kind of utilize it in a little bit of a way, you know? Yeah. Uh, one foot in, one foot out, kind of. Yeah, but it really doesn't do that for you. So that's why I just went away from it. And I mean, here, your rights are completely protected. You just have to know basically how to utilize the system. You know, you got to know what to say, you got to know what to do in order to get that. And, you, like Alphonse, those dudes are, you can look up their current court cases and shit. Like they're actually in the courts doing something and they're getting steamrolled in municipal courts and in state courts. But you, you can like appeal and move judges. So you can move out of a district into another district and Hey, you may not get, anywhere you may do something and not get anywhere but i would say for most things you'll eventually find somebody that follows the law because uh, i don't think everybody's corrupt and i honestly dude like you're talking about those the four people that got arrested and then <laughs> i really wouldn't doubt if that's crap to be honest with you because i've come across a lot of shit here it just wasn't, it just wasn't true. Yeah, no, know? it's pretty close to home. It's like down the road. Well, not down the road. Oh, okay. It was at the border. It was during the convoy thing. It was at the border, that Coots border. And that. Yeah. I actually listened to something. Uh, Beth Martins, you know of her? She does so. like a podcast or something. But she had Alphonse on there. She's from Canada. And they were talking about that. They were talking about those, the guys that were taken away. Like, didn't some of them get taken away and then left, let go? Because somebody mentioned that, like they heard one or two of them just got let go, like got beat up or something and let go. <laughs> I don't know. Sure I know yeah. Are, are right. Yeah, and then I guess my U.S. example would be like places like Waco and Ruby Ridge, where I mean, when the, you know, they'll just fucking, they don't give a fuck at the end of the day. I mean, Right, maybe fucking poke them for so long, and so this and it depends on what direction. I mean, they're probably happy if you want to blow your money in court, but if you're trying to really fuck with them, like, hey man, we're done paying taxes, we're not part of the U.S., we're starting our own little thing over here in fucking Gramland, yeah. they'll fucking kill you. That's my fucking honest opinion. They they don't care about the courts or anything else. They'll fucking kill you with guns. Well, I think. Dude, I think if you're not in the public, like telling everybody about whatever you have going on, I don't think you talk us anybody talking about law, like going into a court in public because it's public information. It would be on a record. So you talking about that is no nobody can say anything about that. But I think if you, <laughs> I I don't even know if they, if you having a compound like. Why would they care? You know what I mean? Why would they really, why would they care? If you're directly messing with them or 
threatening them in some way. Well, then I, I would I be just not paying taxes, man. Like I, I was just having the conversation with one of my guys today about how I was like, then there's no, there's not a fucking law that you can mention that this fucking state won't kill you over period. Yeah. Whether that's getting pulled over for speeding, try not rolling down your window. Try not stopping. Oh try yeah. When the cop pulls it, you know, or try, you yeah. know, try not to just don't pay your taxes, but then just don't just keep not paying and keep not paying. And when they tell you and they give you a fine, just don't pay them. You know, they'll either shoot you or they'll threaten <laughs> to throw you in jail. And if yeah. you fucking resist going into that cage that they're going to throw you in, which is my opinion is violence, then they'll shoot you. So at yeah. the end of the day, it could be fucking jaywalking, but this government will eventually shoot you for it. They could. And you're talking There's about no doubt. Too. So my thing is my compound, they're going to shoot me for not paying property taxes. That's what they're going to fucking hammer me on right away is they're going to say, you don't got proper tax. Your property is now our property because you're defunct. And I'm going to, you know, and it's just going to check, check this code, check this story out. So there's a dude actually in, I'm in, I'm in Orlando. There's a dude in Orlando. He's like the OG of property tax. Like he figured it out a while back, actually probably like 15 years ago. Um, He got his, all he did was a records request. So I was telling you about like the commercial tax roll. It's called an ad valorem tax roll. That's the real estate that your home is under and your property. Um, That's commercial. So there's nothing to do. Like you have to make money at a business for it to fall under that and for you to file a return. This dude did a records request asking how. Uh, where the return was basically where's the return that you have on file putting my property my home on the ad valorem tax roll and i guess the assessor the tax assessor uh like called him back and was like you got to come down here and talk or i get to hand this over to my lo- over to the lawyer because they have like a i'm sure an in-house lawyer or some shit that it deals with issues like court issues or whatever. And supposedly just from him doing a records request, he got his property taken off. They just dropped it because he requested and the tax assessor was smart enough to realize that it was, holy shit, how were we putting this dude's home on a commercial tax roll? Like, how is that possible? We can't. It's Ill- It's illegal. So he got himself taken off. But the the story was his buddy, exactly what you were talking about, didn't pay his taxes, but he didn't do any of that. He didn't do records requests. He didn't do anything really to try. He just didn't pay the tax. So he his property is on a real estate, like ad valorem tax roll, which if you don't basically rebut that in any way, of course, you're going to be liable for the property tax, right? So he didn't rebut that. He didn't go to court. He didn't get his property taken off. And they went, he didn't pay his property tax. They went and like busted him up, took his dogs. I guess they put a bunch of his animals down, ripped them out of his house, put him in prison for trespassing. And the other guy, Steve is the guy who got his did the records request got him off? 
uh, Steve helped him after he got out of jail. He helped him learn. The guy had to learn. Like he had to be able to do this himself. He ended up going through uh, to federal district court. Got a thirty. He didn't actually have have to go to like go through a trial uh, because they settled. They didn't want to put that information out there because then anybody wow. could just copy it. So they settled with the guy for $35 million and they got his house back. There's people living in his house and they kicked, the, like, gave the people money to get them out of the house. He got his house back and got that settlement for what they did to him. And that was, he was actually on the tax roll. So technically, he did have to pay. Like, it's not until you get your place off through the courts that that can be possible. You know, I, it's just like income tax. Like I was like, dude, I just don't want to pay. But then I'm like, well, I have a, it's called a W4 here where it's like your return. You're basically saying here, take this much money out of my taxes every month, you know, every pay period or whatever. So you're signing it and you're giving them permission to take money out of your out of your wages. And that's where, because I did that, I'm stuck. And then my employer's scared. Like he doesn't want to do that. Right. There's a form. Actually, they have a form that says, Hey, don't, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the one to pay the taxes. Like it's not going to come right out of my wages. I'll pay it later but then you're filling out a form. So they're going to come after you. So it's like, if you like in the beginning, you're like, nah, man, I'm not signing the tax forms. You're probably not getting the job. You know, that's like part of the first couple days process. You're just like, they're like, yeah, man, do you like, you know, I know how it is. It's just like, fuck this trouble. You're out onto the fucking next guy. Right. So yeah, I was like, dude, what employer would be like, oh yeah, fuck it. (laughs) we're just we'll just risk getting in trouble just so you don't have to pay income tax like no so what kind of stuff when he asked for the record get my employer to fucking something they're like the only way would be to get rid of me and make me a contractor yeah but then that's what i was thinking about that i was like yeah i'm gonna do that but then my well being a pool builder and anybody problem but you know, I that doesn't doesn't technically get me out of the tax liability. That just gets my employer out of the liability of them being liable because right. the government won't go after them now for not paying my taxes. But then they'll have to do a ten ninety nine. That's Which what will track me down eventually. Yeah, because that's still putting your name under the IRS, basically. So whatever your collection is, eventually they'll go through the number and figure out who owns the number company. So you just need to have a company that owns a company that owns a company that owns a company. Or don't have a company and you do individual contract with whoever you work with. So if you're like, well, that's tough to do on the first day. You know, how do you like walk me through how I go in on the first day? And I'm like, Hey, I'm there. Here's no, no, no. He's, I think you're talking more about if you weren't working for a company, but oh, for okay. yourself, right? Don't, yeah. Starting up a company, don't. That would be like the true way to do it is the contract with everybody you do work for. And then the government here can't get involved in a contract. So then they have no say. And if you don't have a business license, then 
you have no obligation to them whatsoever. It's the same thing with like a marriage license, dude. It's that whole, like, think about just what license you're asking for a third party to be involved with your marriage. Like, why the fuck do you need a license to be married to somebody? You don't. That's why they can come come in and take your kids away or whatever. <laughs> like you, it's, I mean, they don't just do that, but that's why they can be involved. And so that's why they, they're involved with a divorce. Can't they track, like if, if you're a company paying a contractor, can't they track your, your revenue? Like if they see your revenue that you paid somebody, then they go to him and look, look at him and make sure that he's, he's recognizing that as revenue or. Well, I, that's why I say if you're ever going to fuck with any of this, you, if you know the law and you you know you're protected, you probably still could have your bank account locked up. But you could easily go down and tell the bank manager, like, dude, you better unlock the account or state those laws and they're praying to shit their pants. Like you're breaking 10 different laws by locking my money up because you can't. You, the IRS can't say anywhere that I have to pay income tax on my on my labor, which is my property, you know, but that's the whole thing. It's like if you're just a dude working for a business like I am, <laughs> I got to convince my employer like and he's not willing to do that. Nobody's willing to do that. That has like a somewhat successful or a successful business. Why would they do that for anybody? You know? Because they don't know. I'm sure if they really knew the law or, you know, because even any lawyer or accountant, they're going to tell them, no, you don't want to do that because everybody thinks that we all got to pay. You know, So what, what got you interested in all this stuff way back? No, the whole, all the BS in, the, in 2020. Really? You know, I, I really, yeah, I really started looking. Um. Yeah, really that. It's it was just it's pretty new that last few years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. well, you know what? I looked in, I actually got myself jammed up like 12 years ago for growing some plants. <laughs> wow. And uh really just about then, but I didn't like get into this aspect of it. You know, I just I guess I didn't understand it that well. Yeah. But yeah, like kind of then and I always just knew Dude, I mean, forever. My first paycheck, I was like, dude, why am why the fuck am I giving anything to them? Like, why do I gotta give money away? What what is that all about? Just feeling like something was wrong with that in itself. I'm like, what do you what the hell do you have to give money away? What are they doing for me? <laughs> you know? And you're a professional well, you were you're a professional bike rider too, or are you still yeah. you still ride or? I, yeah, I just ride. I ride, actually ride motocross. Motocross? Um, yeah, for fun. Yeah, and mountain bike. But I rode BMX bikes, like, professionally. Oh, wow. I rode for, like, 12 years. I did, like, dirt jumping and skate parks and all that kind of what shit. What's the highest you ever jumped? Oh, dude. Probably on my BMX bike, we, we had dirt jumps. And the longest, it's probably, like, 40 feet long from like one hump to the next so you're jumping like yeah so you must be fucking cruising on that little bike 
Yeah. It's so weird that I, I don't even ride them now because they're so small. Like, because a mountain bike's way bigger than a motocross, obviously. They, like, kind of fit together. You can, like, bounce from one to the other, and it's cool. So but, motocross is like the like a road bike with sort of mountain like simplified road bike with mountain bike tires kind of or something like that or no a dirt bike like oh, motocross oh, yeah okay. like track like a track or that's mainly what I ride like a motocross track so like yeah ruts and big jump oh, hundred foot jumps and shit yeah I have a little <laughs> Yamaha DT uh, one hundred yeah yeah. Jumps? Little pit, yeah, oh, yeah, any hundred foot jumps, but I'm gonna be ripping that motherfucker around. I was thinking yeah. about taking the tire off because it's a tubed one, so I was gonna <laughs> take the back tire off and fucking drive a bunch of screws through it. Oh, um, shit. they sell the tires line. like that, yeah. the studded tires, yeah, yeah and I'll rip around shit. in the snow, yeah, yeah, yeah. The pit bikes are fun, man. That's like what we call them. So, the bunch of adults go around and ride little 50s and race and shit like bang into each other and it's just like a good time people will be drinking and having fun there's actually a big race this weekend just florida motocross is real big so there's like a, a big pit bike race this weekend they have like 10 grand up for winning <laughs> it's crazy do you have any lim- obviously you have limits to the type of bike you can use right yeah yeah they have like different classes for oh, that okay. shit. yeah so they'll have like a 110 a 50 class and i think that's about it so they're small like people look funny it looks like they don't belong on it you know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would cool. be me on any motorbike that yeah like I, didn't belong. I got video of you looking <laughs> like a dope on a motorbike <laughs> it's probably on that bike is on that bike, yeah. Flipping around in the mud, barely moving <laughs> along, but I felt like I was going gear, back. yeah, not shifted gears, wound right <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I got I had a couple of bad experiences as a kid driving on motorbikes. Like fucking went through a fence once, I think, and then I wiped out some other time. And I just never I just never was any good on motorbikes. Bike yeah. mountain biking and biking is fine, but you can't be scared just, I'll, te- I'll tell you dude like in the sport itself people die all the time like all the time ra- like racing on tracks and practicing and stuff like wow really eh? yeah it's brutal like i uh, it's been like six seven actually eight years now i broke my back and my pelvis Holy shit. Yeah, like broke my pelvis in half and broke my How'd lower back. That? I was riding an indoor track. So it's like real tight jumps and stuff. And I just missed, call it like missed timing when you come up a little short on something and I bounced oh, into like another one. Oh. Yeah. I went into the next one because it was like a bunch in a row. I went into the next one and then the bike just landed on me. Just, that was it. Broke me in half. Did you pass out or were you just sitting? No, I was like, it was crazy because I actually remember like I crashed and I was okay. But then the bike, like a second later, blasted me and I was like, like it hurt. But when I just laid there, it wasn't super bad. It was like when I tried to actually move, I was like, holy shit. It was pretty bad. (laughs) I didn't even have to have surgery. It was crazy. Your pelvis. Healed it, up okay. Yeah, it was good. Like, Did they no. lay? Were you laid up for a while though? No, 
I like laid there. Ambulance came. I no, got no, no, no. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like it's hard to do anything while your pelvic Dude, is. I was in a hospital bed in my living room for two months almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I but it healed fast. It was, it was like 10 weeks and I was good, like healed up. Because you go to the bathroom at least, or did you have to like bed? Oh, it was awful. Yeah, for a, a couple of days, and then I just couldn't deal with it, so I would just drag myself to the bathroom. <laughs> it, was, it was brutal. In the chat said she got hit by a, a hearse on her bike, and I thought she said a horse. Oh. She got hit by a horse on her bike, but oh. I guess she got hit by a hearse broke her ankle. Holy shit! That's brutal. Ouch. So what would you what would you recommend after all this research and stuff? What would you recommend? Like how would you handle it now? Like because I mean you're still kind of you know modifying your your sort of decisions, changing your mind now back and forth. Like if you were to come at it now and and sort of think, what's the best way? Would you do anything even, or how would you approach it? Yeah, go to. I would basically learn the law. I mean, I I think that's the only way you can get like true maybe re resolution or <laughs> something done you could say but here's something i was actually going to bring up is i feel like an affidavit or notice of liability um i think i sent you i think i sent you something and i can even send you some stuff maybe if you want to check out um if you're just citing the statutes or your laws that state, you know, nobody can perform medical intervention on you or obtain health records or not let you into a public accommodation because you don't wear a mask, anything like that, you could look those things up and you put that in, say, a notice of liability or just some sort of letter even. Yeah, you sent, you, me one, you sent me one for like like masks, using masks as, as an example. Yeah. yeah, and it's just figure out your local area what or your state or your province what those laws are, and that's it. And you can send them like so if they're trying to do that stuff to you guys now, you would just send that to all local business owners. So anywhere you got to go, send it to them, and they're going to be liable. Here it's like that. That's why everything got scored. Like Florida, uh, from what I understand, that Steve guy that did the property tax stuff was sending stuff around. That's why it didn't last but a week here or two weeks because it got sent around to, and supposedly people got sued for doing that kind of shit. So they just shut it. They stopped it. No lockdown. The mass shit basically went away because of that so that was all that all you all that needed to be done is some letters sent around saying i mean basically you're violating my rights you can't do that according to these laws <laughs> it's really that simple so you can like get stuff done outside of needing to do any kind of litigation or go to court you know and i think that's what any of us would want you know because who the f who wants to deal with any of that shit Oh yeah, who wants to go to court? Yeah, 
Yeah, because I mean, if you go in there and you do the wrong shit, you're just you could even do the right shit and you're still going to get steamrolled in your local area. You know, here it's like, all right, your municipality, you're going to get steamrolled because they're going to protect their own, of course. Uh, okay, so then you can end up in state. The state may do the same thing. So then where's your, you know, where's the problem going to get solved? Maybe federal. It could get solved in federal. You know, there's actually, I think the same guys, I think Steve or Alphonse, those guys went, they had done something with the IRS. They had helped, they had helped, like helped all these people through the years. And I think through, I read like a petition to the federal court that he had written um, just citing the code and asking, Hey, where's my obligation? Basically, like, where do you find that I'm a taxpayer? Because I read all this stuff, you know, that kind of gives that impression, but it doesn't mean I'm a taxpayer because it says a person that doesn't mean me. Um, just citing those things. And he he ended up going from federal to state because the state supposedly some of the states don't really like the federal. They don't like the IRS. So you can like switch it if you're not getting resolution in the state for something then you can go federal but those are all it's like dude i think most of us just want to be left the fuck alone they don't want to hassle with wearing those stupid ass mask or getting any kind of medical intervention you don't want (laughs) so i think that simple letters and stuff like that is something that could but you got to read the law and you got to understand it and that might be where the where the US really does excel because right in Canada we might we might not have the same like even though we do have this what do we have Darren a, con- a charter of rights i guess it's called yeah but constitution you know, act yeah that's all but it might that's not be as, it might not be as powerful and clear as yours like it might have that little th- statement that kind of just basically makes the whole thing null and void if if a certain thing happens like Dude, I don't, I don't, because I know, I mean, I know England, Great Britain I mean, has. As I can tell, under my interpretation, it's all illegal in Canada. It's all illegal. What's all illegal? All the COVID stuff is illegal. They can't fucking make you get shots. They can't even do it for their own to work yeah. for them. They can't even do it to work for them. Right. And they I can't do it for any reason. Like class auction lawsuits. I think that. I think that the only reason that we're super frustrated right now and we're going to be super frustrated for the rest of our fucking lives is because the law moves so fucking slow. Yeah. That class action victories are going to be a decade from now and we've completely moved on to something else. You know, if this government and if this shit's still in place, it's that's what it's going to take. Well, I mean, yeah. Alberta just overturned all the shit so everyone gets their money back. All the fines and all the things have been deemed illegal. But, right. you know, I'm sure that's going to get appealed again, you know, or, you know, where does that go from here to there? Change a word so they can try it again. Right. What th- think about this is that's where you get, um, you hold the business owners accountable, you know, because, that's basically who they were relying on. Exactly. Business owners to fucking pull yep. this bullshit. So then they got to be held liable. So it doesn't matter if it's a huge box store. 
Dude, there here you could sue any CEO of any business. You sue the living shit out of them on their in their individual capacity, and there's they would be toast in so any court. The difference here, I'm not sure we can do that here. Yeah, well, it's like uh, an accident involving death or injury. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Because a medical intervention, if they're saying you can't come in here and they're oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm on your side. I'm just saying yeah. it's a lot harder to sue people in Canada. Success. Yeah. yeah, but you gotta you gotta look at it in the way is they're doing you harm. So they're preventing you from getting food because you won't do something they say you have to do. Mm-hmm. Like, think about that. So, is that not infringing on those natural rights you talked about? You know, that's a what like perspective you got to put it in. So then you <laughs> the way go to the grocery store, motherfucker. Shut the fuck up, dude. Well, I mean, you're not allowed in the grocery store still. I just wasn't allowed in the restaurant. Yeah, same thing though. It's all the same. So you could you could hit that CEO with a letter, and if you could if you know what to say and what laws they're breaking, dude, who's gonna look at that and be like, "Holy shit!" Or they hand it to a lawyer. Or that that's the thing is they might not even want to call their lawyer because just calling their lawyer is gonna cost them five hundred bucks. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Get in the fucking corner and don't. But they, dude, but what if they read it for themselves? You cite it so they can look it up. You know, if they don't have a lawyer, they're not that big of a business, you know? So then they look it up and they're like, holy shit. (laughs) He's not, he's not bullshitting. This nigga don't fuck around. This has been fantastic. Hang on. One, one, one way to finish here. I want to read the, uh, the number one thing from the guarantee of rights and freedoms from Canada, Canada's charter. All right. Uh, The Canadian charter of rights and freedoms. This might be it. I'm not sure. Guarantees the rights and freedoms. Set out in, set out in it, set out in it, subject only to such reasonable limits prescribed by laws, by law, as can be demonstrably justified in a free and democratic society. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I think that's what they're saying. Like it's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's saying it has to be demonstrably justified in a free society or something like, you know, Easy. I can demonstrably justify it with my Glock. Yeah. What that's about, in the Constitution there? That's the number one thing in the Canadian Charter of Rights. I just downloaded it from the government. What about the, uh, what's the Constitution say? That's what you want. Constitution is the number one. Well, so that's, it's, it's not, this is going to be from the Constitution Act or it's going to be a part of it, but the Constitution Act, uh, you know, I think this overrides everything my in my opinion, but I, I don't really well, the Constitution is is basically really the <laughs> it's like the initial contract. That's what well, the Constitution is all like. Nineteen eighty-two, so it's definitely not the initial. No, you want the initial. The initial like, is the, the British America Act, though, or some some crazy the British North America Act, or some bullshit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have to really dig into that. That's the main thing, not even about COVID, but it's like too bad we couldn't just get our natural rights back or the rights we had in the ancient, the ancient rights. You know, you mentioned ancient rights, Brandon. 
You can. Well, you have them. You have them here. It's called substantive rights. They're the natural rights you cannot give away. So that's, I'm pretty sure they use that word in law everywhere. Substantive rights. Not up here. <laughs> I don't know, dude, because I, th- I swear I read it in Great Britain. And I'm pretty sure they write, maybe they write it a little bit different there, but they shouldn't. It shouldn't be far off. We'd be pretty but, similar to Great Britain, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah, unless they manipulated it to make it a little worse for you guys. <laughs> you know, but it you just got to look at it like those constitutions are contracts. That was them being hired to do commerce. That's all all that's all it was here. So here's what we need. We'll let you guys come in and do commerce, but this is our rights are going to be, you know, we want those still. So then that's why they write that up. So study up on this stuff is your advice? Kind of like, like yeah. learn about the charter. I'm on the government page right now. Learn about the charter, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Don't learn, learn about it from the government. Though. I feel like that's the worst place. No, no. I mean, you have to, I mean, whatever's going to go through those courts. It's the only way. Our I mean, page is already like whitewashed, uh, you know, Everything before 1985 on critical legislation, you can't count on that for anything. It's not like I want you'd have to find like the actual, you got to find the papers, you got to find the like, you got to find what's at the top. Here, the constitution is at the top, nothing can override the cons, the federal and yeah, the state constitution under that weird maritime British North America act somehow. I mean, that constitution here was just legislation passed in parliament. Right. And so the legislation are the only ones that can pass law. All the ordinance and all that bullshit mandates is all administrative. That's yeah, that's the b- bottom mean, tier. That's how they won in Alberta. They said that the only people that can mandate anything, it would have to be a law that is passed by the legislation. Yeah, legislative right. body. It's the same. So everything's set up the same way. And the legislature is never going to pass, violate religion and natural, any kind of natural rights. It's just, dude, there's no way. I just, they've never crossed that boundary. So I just don't, I don't, I, they, they put it on CEOs to do what happened a couple of years ago. So you think about all the shit that happened, it, it was them. Yeah, It wasn't, they really didn't do anything but say, Oh, this is a mandate and this is ordinance or this is a guideline from I agree because that's why we I got so pissed off with the companies because like you guys and Darren even is like you guys are the ones that have to push back. Like I yeah, know it's me and you talking, but you gotta talk to your boss and your boss has to push back for whoever right you know, whoever's and they they probably weren't getting any pressure, but from some dickhead health yeah. enforcement guy coming in, which that that business owner could have sued him. My buddy Jesse owns a restaurant. He said, because he was like, they weren't doing it. He's like, they weren't doing You know, he had to put the little sign up in the corner with <laughs> one of the things. So, but he's like, we didn't give a fuck. We weren't checking nothing. And he's like, but, you know, every two days there'd be some, you know, usually an old really? white lady over there that's just really? like, aren't you going to check? <laughs> gonna check. <laughs> but then can't they just like, then they'll just pretend they're checking? Yeah, or? Dude. 
Oh, let's that, yeah. That's why I think all of us holding them accountable and then they get held accountable. And then, I mean, if they're not really getting any pressure from anybody, then it's all on them. Yeah. And they should be held accountable because then it would at least wake them up. If you're just sending them something saying, dude, this is, these are the laws that you can go to court and get sued. These are the laws you broke. I'm increasingly jaded that it's going to take violence that, you know, or at least the threat, the threat of actual violence before they back off with some of this stuff. Like, I mean, know, it, you know, it's telling the dude with a 44 on his hip to hurry up and get his fucking mask on faggot in, you know, Dallas, Texas. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. No, but they're, dude. Like here, dude, here in Canada, I mean, you'd be surprised at how some brazen, some little pipsqueak will get. Because, yeah. you know. But that, you gotta bring back being able to just hammer people in the mouth once in a while. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I don't disagree. Everybody's got a best better days, like, you know, because we were looking at, you know what it was? It was some fucking bitch in the fucking, in the fast lane going slow. And, you know, exactly the speed limit right beside someone else. And the person in the slow lane is actually going a little faster. But you can, you know, and she's just got this look as people are going by her, you know, like, you know, and Miles, my buddy is like, uh, you know, that used to just get bullied out. That sort of behavior used to get bullied out. And I was like, dude, that's it. That's like a big missing element is a lot of this fucking retardedness. You used to just get bullied out through. By the time you got to high school, you had to like, okay, I got to <laughs> act somewhat normal. I got to, I'm going to get, you know, picked on or, you know, so you had to adapt. So I don't know. I, I think the, we were a little too hard on bullies. Dude. You know, I'm not saying we should be online bullying people and making them want to kill themselves. But I mean, I mean, if you can't be a fat fucking idiot driving slow in the fast lane and not thinking that people aren't going to think you're an idiot and not want to hang out with you, that's a, you know, a metaphor, obviously, the fast lane for other things. Yeah. 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 Parents have found out that nobody likes them. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, it still boils down to how do you get how do you get any matter solved? You know, yeah, I, for violence, I doubt, because then you're going to end up fucking jammed up because you're going to have a, a claim against you, you know, civil or criminal complaint. Well, for now. Yeah. For but, another decade or so. I mean, it's really coming down quick. I still think putting the pressure on the company owners. Violence fucking fast. I'm telling you that. The second the fucking lights don't turn on for a week. It'll be back yeah. to violence, ruling everything. But how how long have you been hearing about that kind of shit? Not long enough. Not long <laughs> a enough couple years long. now. Not long <laughs> enough to not think it's happening. Yeah, but dude, it's like Atlas Shrugged. It's not going to happen. It all takes so fucking long. You think the fucking courts are slow, bro. The fucking yeah. breakdown of Western civilization was a giant, most complicated mechanism that man dude. ever created. And it's going to take a long time to break. But there's fucking parts flying off all over the place. And the fucking people that are trying to put them back on are not fucking qualified. I know you're seeing this. I know you're seeing it. It's like, you know, it's getting harder to do anything because the level of idiocracy has come up a few notches or the IQ has come down a few notches or something is fucking slipping. Something is slipping on a machine that is already rattling itself apart. What do you think you can put it back together? Do you think uh, there, the past few years is some sort of wake up, though? 
Yeah, but I think it's too late. I think, I mean, I think it's like 20 years too late. It was just, we never had a way out of it. The COVID, it wasn't wake up enough because what COVID actually did is push like the last bit of the expertise, the real expertise, you know, the 60 plus, the 55 plus. They all just left the industry. Yep. You know, when yeah. they got told, you know, you got to get a jab, you got to wear a mask, you got to this, you know, you got to, these guys were the end of the boomers. They had money, they had property, maybe they had shares, but yeah. you know, they all got in when money was still worth something. And they were like, you know what, man, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm out. Yeah. Because a bunch of them fucking died from the jabs. So, oops, wrong show. But, uh, you know, allegedly, <laughs> maybe I didn't say that, but, you know, it seems to be a thing. But what for whatever reason, across every sector, what was already not enough people to pass down to, especially in the more like blue collar sectors, construction, you know, flying planes, all that kind of stuff, the hard work that right. most of men do, all that shit was already not enough men. So we're trying to immigrate our way out of it. That ain't fucking working. <laughs> I talked to a guy yesterday who did. He, who said he were, he was a like a truck. Uh, like a truck driver, like a, a lift lift truck driver in the in the oil field, and he just retired in twenty twenty. He just retired two years ago during COVID because he's like, same, this exact exact point. Probably in his sixties, probably wasn't ready for retirement, but he he did it early because this things were looking pretty messy, and the and of course the industries were slow because COVID, you know, shut all this stuff down and. Yeah, every project I'm on right now is run by people who have no business running fucking a garage bill, <laughs> let alone a fucking multi-million or hundred million dollar commercial project. I've never, I couldn't believe it. If you would have told me this ten years ago, I would have said there's no fucking way. Right. Because I used to sit in meetings with people that fucking you couldn't help but be a little bit, you know, in awe of what they were doing. You know, because I was just, I'm I'm still young, man. I should not be having these thoughts i should still be trying to keep up with the people in these meetings but i yeah. mean i'm just like what the fuck did you just say oh yeah. wow in front of people it's in your ball and court you know like, <laughs> <laughs> dude it's crazy man it's crazy to think how things changed in the last few years and probably less so in Florida. Like you're probably in the place that yeah, like, you're in like the most yeah, dude. North America too. It's like getting weird. Right. <laughs> right. We went to Pennsylvania uh at 2020. Uh, my mom passed away and went back up there and it was weird. And we nothing was really like that here. And I was like, damn, this is crazy, man. It's crazy to just see that. It like just even the two or three weeks that it happened here i was like what the fuck because i was working well, we like built, built business it's, it's not even just them because it's like oh yeah the problem is if the business owners were like because a lot of them were just like who gives a fuck man? come on in with it but then yeah then you got other fucking people freaking the fuck out i mean there's yeah i know from the fucking meatheads saying there's no way to pass yeah 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 it was crazy that that's like the part that i think what I was talking about opening people's eyes though, because I think there's so many of those people that were confused or just didn't know they were acting that way. But then now they're like, what the fuck? Like, now what was, I, what was I doing with, with Israel and Hamas, you know, or pals, you know? It's just, yeah. I do. I, I fucking don't follow any news. No. <laughs> anything. Nothing at all. I just can't. 
I just can't. I've seen so many things that were just not right or false or bullshit. And it's just like, dude, you don't even know what's real, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, unless you know somebody that lives there, it's like that shit could be out in the middle of a desert somewhere or some. Wag the dog, man. I'm convinced the Mars fucking rovers in Greenland someplace. Yeah. I don't doubt it. I don't really, I really don't. (laughs) All right, Brandon. This has been fantastic. Is there any place our listeners can follow you? Any website, anything like that? Social media? Nothing. I mean, my name at Instagram, but I don't, I don't post anything. People want to ask me some questions or whatever. That's cool. Maybe I could help a little bit or I'll look into the, the, your Canadian constitution or thereof and see if I can uh, give you guys some advice just on, you know, on that end. Yeah, well, the cool read the treaties too. Treaties yeah, maybe for life. Your treaties uh probably protect the municipality, so it's just a contract with business to business. They seem to protect my guns from anyone wanting to fuck with my shit. Yeah, they. That's one thing. Like, then you're subject to that municipality, but if they're lenient, that's what was going on here. Is the Choctaw were were forcing masks on people and the guys or vaccines or masks. And then they figured out it was a municipality and they're like, dude, what? They, they was trying to enforce on non-tribe members and stuff. So yeah, but you might have protections and they might be cool, you know? So it's definitely worse. At least it's at a smaller scale then, right? Well, yeah, but it, it just depends on how, the leader of the tribe is or whoever runs that whole thing. They may not want to have anything to do with the government rules and that shit. Maybe I got to run for chief. I think the next election here now. Yeah. You should be able to look at what laws they put into place. So then you could figure out, Hey, dude, this is actually a great thing. So who cares if it is actually registered or whatever? You know, I'm an assimilated Indian. I got no business being chief. That's crazy. I think Coop said it best when he said, you have the right to do what you're told. <laughs> All right, Brandon, this has been fantastic. Cool. We ho- Thanks for staying up late for us. And you have yeah. a great night over there. On the sun- cool. the Sunshine State? I think so, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ciao. Bye. And now is a chat with Brandon Pandai. What'd you think? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was good. I expect him to be brown, dude. I think it. I think I think it cleared up me a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I yeah, should. Fun. big thanks yeah. to Brandon for coming on the show. Big thanks to you guys for listening. Even bigger thanks if you're one of the people who choose to support the show, so we could not pay taxes. GrabAmerica.ca/support, so we could hire a lawyer for when we get busted for not paying taxes. If we're not, we're not not. I didn't say we weren't paying taxes. Maybe we are. Maybe we aren't. It's none of your business. We're not really making any money because <laughs> not enough people support. So GrabAmerica.ca/support. If you can, when you can, guys. AmericaOlaw.ca is the other podcast. AdultBrain.ca for the audiobooks. Spam Graham. No one really does that anymore. Tell him how much, how great he is. GrahamAmerica.com. Uh, Would you call yourself Chief Grimerica if you get, like, can you make your own name up when you become a chief? No, I can't be chief. That you can't be, be chief, right. really? Because I, I haven't spent a day on the fucking reserve in my life. I got well, no business being the chief. Maybe I can be want- Chief Grimerica. Chief Grimerica. Chief Grimerica.
What does that make you? Let's start our old own band. I mean, can't you start a, your own non-reservation band? I mean, this is. I probably sure. can't. There's probably a way to do it. That would be the thing to look into. Yeah. Is your tribe, your own tribe, the Grimerica tribe. Let's start just giving out treaty cards to everybody. <laughs> a thousand bucks. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week. All your secrets to get a good handle on a better way to live. How does one get out of bed every day in the throes of the apocalypse? Should I bury my head in the sand or sabotage their evil plan? I feel really trapped. An ant burned by a magnifying glass. It's all a little bit too convenient All the evidence went up in flames Phonies, fraudsters, scammers belong in the slammer My friend best give up their names Should I call on militia man? Or pass out a petition pen? I feel really trapped An ant burned by a magnifying glass I don't know what y'all been told, but I got a soul made out of gold. Sound off, one, two, sound off, three, four, cadence count, one, two, a three, four. Some time ago, a crazy dream came to me. I dreamt I was walking into World War Three. As prophetic as humanity, as aching bones, as Animals. Sophia wrote it down, built an ark, now she floats it down the river dark. As prophetic as deja vu, as wormwood, as falling stars above. Sophia wrote it down, built an ark, now she floats it down the river dark. I can't even hear my own thoughts for the life of me over the din of a bruised and broken culture the media spins and splatters and spins and clatters and i cringe because it's psychological warfare don't you feel yourself getting really mad how did we let it get this bad don't you feel really trapped like a brain in a vet to close Pandora's box but sirens are singing me off a cliff I'm looking to hitchhike to Shangri-La over yonder Sophia would you give me a lift hopped out of the Hegelian rebellion say goodbye to all you Machiavellians let evil destroy itself I'm bound for Shangri-La Shangri-La My dream if I could be in yours As prophetic As morning doves As groundhogs As falling stars above Sophia wrote it down Built an ark Now we're floating it down A river dark As prophetic As white wolves As butterflies As rainbows Sophia sings 
built a plane, now we're taking flight above a river bright. La 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 shangri la